For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another exciting episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I am your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison. Today, I'm going to break down all the new coaching hires, uh, offense and defense, and then also talk about some comments Terry Fair made and uh, what he thought of the Pruitt era. So, let's start the show. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is gonna be caught on Tennessee. So before we get into the show, got to shout out our number one sponsor, Bet Online. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. You know, here coming up, probably going to put some money on UT basketball. As I always do, bet on the Vols. Haven't been treating me very nice lately, but, you know, it's part of it. Uh, but you know, Bet Online covers so much. Uh, it's honestly amazing. They cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV, um, and they got hundreds of props all the time. Real-time odds uh, on almost anything that you can think of. And of course, there's always a 24-hour online casino. Uh, so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Well, hello there, beautiful people. Hope everyone's having a great day and a great week. Um, trying to stay warm out there. Uh, I know the snowstorms just kind of came through, so hopefully everyone's staying warm. Um, yeah, so I, I'm just going to go into it, just going to break down all of these new coaching hires, exactly what I think. 
and we'll just kind of go down the line of what <laughs> in no particular order I uh, don't have an alphabetical just you know when I heard the name wrote it down um, so we'll start with Cody Burns wide receiver coach so he's coming from Auburn uh, used to play there he's a younger guy 32 uh, so I think that honestly helps with connecting with the players connecting with recruits um, and you know he he wants to move up the ladder man uh, he has been to a couple different places I, you know I feel like he really wants to get his foot in the door as an offensive coordinator somewhere at one point, which, you know, being under Gus Malzahn and then being under Heupel, two of the you know best offensive minds around in the game, is really going to help him in the future. And um, I think he's a great hire because this is a guy who started out as a quarterback, had to change positions, went to a wide receiver, and still did a lot for his team. Still, you know, caught the first touchdown in the national championship game for his team. He's just one who wants to work, man. Wants to be a part of something. It's not about him. He's not. He's not a selfish guy. And I think that can honestly rub off on some of our players. I mean, the amount of guys we're losing just in a transfer portal is worth one full class. Like if we didn't sign a full class. So I think his experience, what he went through in college, he can really share with the guys and tell them that you can stick it out. It, it, it can work out if you just put your nose down and, and grind. Um, so I really like that. And uh, I think I think he's a great fit. I think he's a really smart coach too. Uh, just listen to his interviews. It doesn't seem like, um, you know, he's – just a guy there. Um, there's a lot of times former players that uh, try and coach, they don't necessarily know the game. They're just very good at it being a player. Uh, but he's smart. You can tell that he's smart. He knows the game. And, you know, maybe the fact that he played quarterback and wide receiver helped him out in that. Uh, and also, I think Heupel's going to be in that meeting room a lot. I think, you know, he's going to be hanging out with, quarterbacks and wide receivers uh he's going to be walking around throughout the offensive meetings and um really wanting to be more involved because he just seems like that kind of guy i mean especially for head coach to also be a play caller like he he wants to be involved so good good hire there cody burns um really like it and and look forward to what he can do uh, on to the next one rodney garner the d-line coach this is the old vet uh, you know, 30 years of SEC coaching experience. Um, he was also a recruiting coordinator at UGA when he was there. And uh, I think that is almost more impressive nowadays than a lot of the coaching stuff. Um, you know, in the real world, when you're building up a resume, you want certain experiences to, to put on there so you look better to employers you know maybe some sales experience maybe some managerial experience i mean having a recruiting coordinator experience is a huge plus for coaches um and i think you know he just brings a plethora of knowledge i think he can help 
everyone on the defensive side of the ball, not just defensive linemen. And I think he can hope help all the other coaches. Um, you know, help Tim Banks and help him figure out different offense or different defenses and um, figure out how to pressure different offenses that we're playing against because of all that experience that he has. So I'm super excited for that. I think um, he'll be a great addition. I think he is someone who can be a beacon in the coaching room um, just as an older guy, as a veteran. Uh, you know, he's not he's not the coordinator, he's not the head coach, but, you know, because of that veteran status, because he has so much experience, he's going to be a great fit. Uh, on to the next one, Jerry Mack, the running back coach. Uh, he's got ties to Memphis first off. He, you know, sp- spent time with uh, HBCUs. Um, I mean, he was amazing when he was there. Um, he was 2016 HBCU coach of the year. He's 2016, um, mid Eastern conference coach of the year. The guy's got head coaching experience under him and he's just going to be our running backs coach. Like, wow. Like that, that's insane to actually have a coach with that much experience just to be a position guy. Um, and like I said, ties to Memphis and that Memphis area. It's all about locking down the state and, you know, he, he's part of it. He's part of that plan. He, uh, I think he's going to be able be able to recruit really well here. And, um, you know, there, I haven't named a white coach yet. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. We have more minority coaches on this staff, and I really do like that. I really do love that. Um, I think it's a huge step forward that you don't always have to have a white coach on your staff to win. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be your your friend's son uh, to be your coach. These are minority coaches who fought their way through uh, a lot of stuff that, you know, obviously I know nothing about and have made it to a Tennessee program, have made it to a top-tier SEC program. And I'm just really proud that they're a part of Tennessee, that they're here and um, that they're going to get to shine and get to show that, they deserve to be here. It's honestly better for the sport. In my eyes, it's so much better for the sport. I mean, it makes sense that you would have a, a black coach when you know ninety percent of your team is black. Ninety uh, percent of the guys you're recruiting are black. That that makes sense. I mean, they can connect with them more, plain and simple. You know, I always say don't choose a place based off of a coach, but a lot of times when there's a connection with a coach, you you just can't help yourself. So I love the fact that these guys are here. Um, I love the fact that, you know, they aren't seen as minority um, they're seen as a really good coach, which is how they should be seen. And I love it. 
Uh, so a little soapbox there. Sorry about that. Uh, we'll go on to Tim Banks, DC. Uh, he's been pretty consistent um, on some on some really good defenses, uh, but there was a stint in Illinois where he underperformed and was replaced. They literally brought in his replacement, and he was co-defensive coordinator with the guy for a year, and then they let him go, and he eventually ended up in Penn State. That worries me a little bit. Um, it, you know, it was the first time he got the full reins because he was co-defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. Um, but I think he's still going to be a good fit. Uh, I think he can work his way through it. And like I said earlier, uh, you know, Rodney Garner being a veteran like he is, he can uh, definitely help. Uh understanding offenses going against, you know, what kind of defensive scheme they should be in place and all that kind of stuff. And for those people who automatically put him down just because he was under Butch Jones for a while, that makes absolutely zero sense. Like, are you going to, you know, put down Josh Dobbs because Butch Jones recruited him there? No, you're not. So just because a guy worked under Butch Jones does not mean he's a bad coach. It doesn't even mean Butch Jones is a bad coach. I'm just saying, like, this is <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. You got to look at the numbers. You got to look at his coaching scheme. You got to look at, you know, what he was able to do on the field with what he had, all those kind of stuff. So, not because he was underneath a different coach. Okay, don't don't worry about that. Um, but one thing I will say is he needs to adjust. He needs to understand that you can't run the same exact defense versus everybody. There are certain defenses that are helpful to stopping certain offenses. And you need to adjust. You need to be able to switch out. It doesn't have you can't always go with a four two five. I know that's you know your base defense is what you're gonna want to run, but you know, sometimes you gotta throw in some bear. Sometimes you gotta throw in that five man front. Um and switch it up because that's that's the way you win ball games. Uh, I mean, if you look past in the NFL this past year, the Baltimore Ravens when they're playing the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs, literally just had five to six man front the entire game because they said we're just not going to let you run on us. We're going to make Ryan Tannehill win the game for them, and that's what they did. They ended up winning that game because they took Derrick Henry out of the game plan. They they loaded the box up put eight or nine guys in the box. That's not what they were doing the entire season. That's not what they were doing versus any other team. You know, that's not even what they did the previous year. They changed it up. They had to adjust based off of their opponent uh, so they could win that game. So, you know, you got to be able to adjust. You can't just sit idly by and, and, you know, have that coaching arrogance that I talked about earlier in the season and, uh, try and just run your defense all the way through no matter what the offense gives you uh so next up uh glenn ellerby offensive line coach i really like this glenn is a two times broils award nominee which is you know best assistant in the country um the most impressive thing for me is the fact that he took over the offensive line at missouri in 2016 uh, and there was no starters returning, and the guy was still able 
to just absolutely flip around all of their stats. A huge improvement in sacks, huge improvement in rushing yards, uh, and there's no returning starters. It's an ama- that's an ag- amazing feat. Uh, you know, guys that are literally solidified on teams who have no returning starters struggle. And this guy came in with no returning starters and was able to make such a huge turnaround. Um, so I really hope he's able to do that with us. You know, we lost a few guys in the transfer portal. And, you know, we're going to ha- see some new faces out starting. Um, and I, it's going to be the same thing because, you know, we underperformed last year as an offensive line based off of, you know, how highly um, seen we were uh, as an offensive line. You just, you know, preseason SEC honors, preseason All-American honors, uh, things like that. And, you know, went three and seven. I always think games start up front. So, obviously, that goes on the O-line a little bit. Uh, Also, Glenn played and coached at MTSU, so that Nashville area. And that's a huge area in recruiting in Tennessee. It's uh, one spot with a lot of different recruits. So, you know, hopefully he can lock up the Nashville area and he can be a part of uh, being able to lock up this state and not let, not let the recruits head out somewhere else and uh, go somewhere else because, man, it's annoying when they do. Um, all right, next, uh, Alex Golish, the – OC slash tight end coach. Um, one thing about tight end coaches I never understand, they always have something else uh, on their title. Special teams coordinator, um, you know, specialist coach, offensive coordinator. I don't necessarily see Gullish having a lot of offensive coordinator input, uh, especially with Hypel there. Seems like Heupel's going to run the show. Uh, almost feels like a title more than anything. And um, I, I, I love his experience as a recruiting coordinator uh, for Iowa State and for Toledo. Uh, the guy, he, he's more of a recruiting guy than he is a dang coach. And that that's another person. You know, Gardner and then him both have experience as recruiting coordinators um and those are position coaches for you that's pretty incredible uh that you have that in your back pocket that you have guys with that kind of experience um to really help uh, get some great recruiting classes in for you so that's amazing i i love that uh he seems like a very intelligent guy uh seems like a guy who can uh really help hypo just be in his you know, right hand man, his his little guy in his ear, uh, talking football and what he sees on defense and and uh, what that what he thinks that can be taken advantage of. So, I really do love that. All right, so just wanted to take a brief moment and talk about another sponsor, uh, eBay sneakers. So, if you're looking for rare vintage uh, sneakers anywhere online, eBay is the place to get it. Uh, it's the original sneaker marketplace. Um, if you if you're wanting a pair, if you're eyeing a pair, you got to go here. They have authenticity guarantee for your sneakers, meticulously inspected um, by professionals. Uh, you know, 
They authenticate the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. You get a authenticity guarantee tag uh, that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. So for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers of $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. And then lastly on the offensive side, uh, Joey uh, Hazel, the quarterback. I love his attitude. Uh, he gets uh, the interview with all the co- offensive coach- coaching staff, and he's just like, hey, we're going to rip it. We're going we're gonna to teach you up. We're going to coach you up. We're going to let you know what you need to do, and then we're going to throw you out there. And it's up to you. Just go out there and rip it. You know, we're going to call plays for you to, to sling that ball around. You, you better take advantage of it. So I love that. I think, um, I think that's great to hear for, you know, quarterbacks that are there and also recruits that could be coming in. And he's a younger guy who played at a high level, uh, who's been around football for a while and can connect with these guys and, and um, get them playing the right kind of football. Uh, and, I, you know, I think Heupel's going to be very much involved. Um, I think he's going to spend his most time in the quarterback room uh, with Joey and uh, probably going to be coaching up more than Joey might like, you know, but Joey has that experience with Heupel. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure he wants to be able to coach the guys as much as possible and start to understand coaching them as much as possible. But I think Heupel's going to be, you know, right there in the background uh, coaching up the quarterbacks also. Uh, so they're pretty much going to have two uh, quarterback coaches. And one thing I love about all, all the coaches on the offensive side of the ball when they had their meeting or, or when they had the uh, press conference, is they were all consistent in the fact that they wanted to play around their players. They wanted to work around the talent that they have. It wasn't about, here's my offensive scheme, you got to fit in. It was, well, what are the weapons we have? What are we really good at? What is our quarterback really good at? You know, that's what they said, like, oh, is it better to ha- have that mobile quarterback in this offense or, or have that gunslinger? And Joey was like, well, honestly, it doesn't matter because we'll adjust to it. You know, it's great to have mobility. It's great to be a gunslinger, but, you know, a little bit of both. We're fine. Either way, we're fine. We, we're we going to adjust to what we have. And that's all I needed to hear. That's That's all I wanted to hear is coaches that weren't so arrogant and thinking, well, my offense has to look like this. I don't have the players to put in, but it still needs to look like this. That's You can never win football games like that. I mean, you have to play to your strengths. Do you have a really good offensive line? Are they better at run blocking? Are they better at pass blocking? Do you have a receiving tight end or do you have a blocking tight end? Do you have fast wide receivers or do you have possession wide receivers? 
Do you have a big bruiser at running back, or do you have a speed guy? Understand that as an offensive coordinator, as an offensive mind, and be able to work through it, work around it. Make sure that everyone is getting the most out of the offense, that it's not seen as it ha- it's not seen as one dimensional it has to be a certain way it needs to be working through what the strengths of the players are so i'm excited about this offensive coaching staff for sure uh, and excited what they can do uh, last coach on the list willie martinez willie was a db coach uh when i was there under butch for two years I think um maybe all three but I I loved Willie I thought I thought he was great I thought he was a really funny guy um you know I remember a practice uh we went outside on a Friday um before the game uh we would go out on a Friday and just helmets but get a good sweat going um just to get our bodies loose and everything before that Saturday game. And uh, I remember it was a very cold day. Uh, We decided to go outside because obviously we're going to play outside. It's going to be cold the next day. And Willie took his shirt off and started running around coaching shirtless. uh, Just because. He wasn't afraid of the cold. I just thought that was hilarious. I thought it was funny. I thought it was awesome. I thought he connected with his players better that way. Um, you know, and one thing that's sad about, uh, college football is you don't necessarily get to connect with other coaches like you should. Um, you know, you connect so much with your, with your coordinators and your position coaches, especially that, you know, they don't necessarily have time to, connect with anyone else um and you kind of miss people uh you know when you're in the college game so that's one thing that's kind of sad when you think about it um that you don't really get to get those connections with with different coaches of different positions and understand who they are and how they coach and uh you know the great things that they bring to the game and and to their players um so regrettably not as connected with Willie as I would love to be, but he's still an awesome guy in my eyes and very excited to have him back on campus. Has a ton of experience in the SEC, knows what he's talking about, and can definitely be helpful to these DBs that we have in this defense that we're going to run. So that wraps up all of the coaches so far. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll hear some more info because I, I don't know about linebackers. Um, coach so we'll see maybe maybe willie will do linebackers who knows um but i did want to touch on terry fair's comments on a uh, recent interview he did you know terry fair former player uh former coach now uh under the pruitt era said that um you know it was actually the greatest thing that happened to him leaving uh that it just wasn't a good place for him and he really hated it there uh said that he did more as a quality control coach under butch than he did as a db coach under pruitt um and that you know pruitt could be too controlling and 
I just, I, I really wonder about that. I, I wonder if he was that controlling. I guess, I mean, I don't think Terry would lie. So, you know, he's saying this guy wouldn't let me coach. He wouldn't let me do what I need to do to help manage these players, help them progress, help them succeed on the field. And that's the reason why there hasn't been development. I mean, he blatantly said, you know, these guys are underdeveloped because of that, because of the controlling atmosphere that Jeremy Pruitt had. I don't know. I where would Jeremy like? Why would he do that? Why would he not let his coaches coach? I mean, guy's been coaching a while, you know, in the college level and also in high school. I mean, did he learn this from Saban? Like, does Saban run his team like that, where he's, you know, making his coaches coach a certain way? Uh, I I don't know. I feel like it's a very dumb thing to try and. Uh, control grown men especially and have them do exactly the way you want it um you have to delegate as a leader you have to delegate you cannot have your hand in everything it's not going to work and obviously it didn't (laughs) jerry peru is fired he you know goes three three and seven and maybe he just did have his hand in too much you know trying to control too many aspects and you implode that way. You know, it's better to have four quarters and a hundred pennies. So if you're, you know, trying to adjust every little thing that happens and be a part of every single thing that's going on, nothing is being done great. They're all being done okay. Um, So you got to be able to trust, you know, the coaches that you brought in. There's a reason you brought them in. So let them coach. Um, So there seems to be light coming out here and there about the Jeremy Pruitt era and and, uh, more understanding of why it probably didn't work out. Uh, So, I mean, honestly, it's nice to hear some truth out of guys, and I don't think Terry Terry Fair is afraid of that, uh, being truthful and just coming out saying what's on his mind. So I love that. I love that out of him. Um, But I appreciate you guys coming out. I appreciate you listening. Uh, Please rate and subscribe. Uh, Tell all your friends and family. uh, Let them know about the podcast. Uh, Please send me questions or um, let me know about things you want me to answer, uh, guests maybe you'd like to have on. And, uh, you know, follow me on all my social medias at Kyler Kerbison, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you next week. As always. Go Vols! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.